Welcome to Goop Tales, a storytelling podcast for children, created to ignite your imagination, broaden your horizons, and introduce you to different cultures and exotic animals, while also sparking important conversations about character traits. I'm Maria Calanchini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And today, I want to thank Sophia, because Sophia left a voicemail, and she talked about a goop named Badmoodia. And I'm going to let you listen to Sophia's voicemail right here, where you can hear her description of Badmoodia. Hello, I'm Maria. My name is Sophia, and I'm eight years old. I wanted to give you the goop name called Badmoodia. Now, Badmoodia is a goop, and whenever she hears something that she doesn't like, as in fish, she gets into a bad mood, and she can throw very big tantrums. Now, in the last episode of Goop Tales, we followed I Dare You and Jealousina, two Goop friends who got stuck in a pinball machine and a video game. Tommy, the owner of the video game, decided to help I Dare You, but he had to convince his sister Astrid to also help Jealousina. Unfortunately, Astrid really wanted to find Jelasina and keep her as a pet. Tommy and Astrid had to learn to trust each other and work together to get the two Goop friends back home. After arriving back in Goop World, Jelasina and I Dare You could not wait to tell their friend Badmudia all about their adventure in Budapest with Tommy and Astrid. But Badmudia was in Badabi's cert. Keep listening to find out how she got there and what she needs to do to get back home. Goop Tales, episode 104, Badmudia and the Badabe Cert. Badmudia was always one to entertain. She thought up games in her brain. She made sure everyone gathered round, for then the fun was sure to compound. But if ever she was struck by a mood, Badmudia became ever so rude. Chapter One Once upon a time, there was a very captivating goop girl named Badmudia. She was known for being clever and making sure that everyone around her had a good time. Badmudia loved to play games and she always wanted the rest of the goops to join in the fun. She especially treasured board games and cards. Badmudia's favorite board games were Candyland 
and Monopoly, and her most beloved card games were Memory and Go Fish. Badmudia could sit and play these games for hours with the other goops. On rainy days, one of her favorite things to do was throw a game party. She would spend all morning baking snickerdoodle cookies until the smell wafted down the street and Goblick, Pie Jim, and Snackadoo would smell it. Once the three of them got a whiff of the snickerdoodle cookies, it was game on. They would run out the door down to Badmudia's house. When they arrived, they were greeted with a plate of warm snickerdoodles and hot apple cider to go with them. The food was always laid out on Badmudia's dining room table. And right beside it, she would set up a small card table with four seats. The card table held all of Badmudia's favorite games. The four goops would sit and play games for hours as the rain poured down and they enjoyed homemade cookies and cider. Game days were the best in Badmudia's world. They were the days when there was a smile on her face all day long, and her mood ring turned purple, which was an indication that she was very happy. Badmudia always wore a mood ring that changed colors depending on her mood and how she felt. Her moods were known to change very quickly. And when she wore the mood ring, not only could she see how fast she was changing moods, but everyone else around her could see what sort of mood she was in. Whenever the rest of the goops saw that Badmudia's ring was black, they fled. Black was an indicator of stress or anger or just a bad mood. And no one wanted to be around Badmudia when her mood ring was black. They all preferred a shade of blue that indicated calm or relaxed or normal. And they especially loved purple, which told them that Badmudia was very happy. Unfortunately, Badmudia's ring could turn black very quickly. Her good friend Snackadoo always took his chances with Badmudia and her ever-changing moods because he loved her cookies so much. He felt that they offset the bad moods he sometimes had to endure. When Badmudia went into a bad mood, she would snort and cross her arms and turn her back on everyone around her. Sometimes she would stamp her feet and other times she would just act like a brat and make snarky little comments. Once, when she was over at Poutine's house, Poutine's mother asked her if she would like chicken or fish for lunch. At the sound of the word fish. Badmudia stood up and stomped her feet and put her hands over her ears very dramatically and said, 
say fish. I can't stand that word. Poutine's mother was so taken aback, she just left the room shaking her head. Poutine started to pout and wandered off to her bedroom. The other goops never knew what would send Badmudia into a bad mood. One very wet, rainy day, Badmudia was in a mixed emotions mood, as indicated by her mood ring. She decided that since her emotions were mixed, she would only invite Snackadoo over for game day and not Pie Jam and Goblick. She set about making her cookies and cider and setting up her card table with games. When the snickerdoodles came out of the oven, they smelled of cinnamon and spice, and the scent was very strong. It went right down the street and into the noses of Snackadoo, Goblick, and Pie Jam, who all raced to Badmudia's house When they arrived at her front door and Badmudia saw Goblet and Pie Jam, her mood ring turned from mixed emotions right into a black, angry color. She was furious that Goblet and Pie Jam had shown up. What are you doing here? She demanded in a very bratty tone. What do you mean? We always come for game day on rainy days replied Pie Jam, who felt a bit offended. I only invited Snackadoo today, said Badmudia, as she glared back at Pie Jam, who was a bit hurt. It's okay, they didn't know, said Snackadoo. How about we just play one game with them, since they came all this way in the rain, he pleaded. Badmudia stomped her foot and said, Fine, as she pulled out the Candyland board. The four of them started to play Candyland, and when it was Badmudia's turn, she slammed her red token on the board as she moved it forward. One, two, three, four, five. Gumdrop Mountain, she said as she landed her token right in front of Gumdrop Mountain. Then, right before their eyes, Pie Jam Goblet and Snackadoo watched as Bedmudia turned into a red gumdrop and disappeared right into Gumdrop Mountain. Chapter 2 Bedmudia felt herself turning a bit soft and squishy. She glanced down and saw that her arm had turned red and was the consistency of a gumdrop. Very gummy. Scanning her entire body, all she could see was red gumdrop, covered by her white and blue dress. She brought her hands to her nose to smell them, trying to understand what was happening. But despite deep inhales... There was just a faint, sugary smell. Reaching for her finger, Badmudia tried to turn her mood ring. 
but it was stuck. And the color was a very dark gray that indicated fear. Finally, Badmudia stopped looking at herself and looked up in panic. She was ready to scold Pyjam and Goblet, but they weren't there, and neither was Snackadoo. In fact, she wasn't even in her home anymore. She wasn't even in Goop World anymore. She was in a strange place with hundreds of hot spring basins that formed terraces scaling the side of a mountain. It was a striking landscape that surrounded Badmudia. Badmudia had never seen anything like this. And for a moment, she thought she may be in outer space. But looking up at the blue sky above her and the lush green mountains surrounding her, she decided that wasn't the case. It was a stunning and serene landscape that immediately excited and calmed Badmudia. As she glanced at her mood ring, she saw that it was going from excited to calm. Holding up her red gumdrop hand and admiring the color of her mood ring, she said, How did I change moods so quickly? That never happens. It happens here, said a sweet little voice. Badmudia looked down to her arm and saw an elegant yellow and navy butterfly sitting there. She had large yellow wings outlined in a deep inky black that made wavy stripes down the wings. The bottom of her wings were lined in a cobalt blue. Badmudia was quite sure this butterfly was more magnificent and saturated in color than any other butterfly she had seen. Just look at your surroundings. How could you not be in a good mood? Said the butterfly. But Abisurt is a true natural wonder. Look at the basins overlapping one another and how their colors change with the light. It's splendid, continued the butterfly. Badmudia nodded her head in agreement as she looked around at her unusual surroundings. You seem to know your way around, butterfly, said Badmudia. Kellebeck, you can call me Kellebeck. And yes, I do know my way around Badabi Sirt. It's necessary. Badmudia thought about that for a moment, and then she asked, Where are we? We're at Badabi Sirt. In Iran, responded Kellebeck. Badabi means gas and water, like fizzy water. Badmudia gasped. <gasps> she had never dreamed of going anywhere so exotic. But she did remember Miss Wigglebutt mentioning Iran during a geography class. She said it was a country full of natural 
unspoiled beauty. Badmudia nodded in agreement, and as she did, she glanced down at her ring, which was now a beautiful shade of blue, indicating her happiness. She smiled. I do like the effect this place is having on me, she exclaimed as she held her mood ring up to her shoulder for Kellebeck to see. Kellebeck fluttered her wings a bit and said, What is that? It's a mood ring, explained Badmudia. And then she went on to explain how the ring changed colors with her moods. Kellebeck listened intently and said, What is your name? Badmudia? Badmudia said in a quiet little voice. Kellebeck just said, as if she was thinking about something important. She fluttered her wings and tried to lift off Badmudia's arm, but her tiny legs were stuck. She pulled at her legs and fluttered hard until finally she released them from Badmudia. You're so sticky. What are you made of? Asked Kellebeck. Oh, that. I know. I don't understand it. I was playing Candyland with my friends, and suddenly I turned into a red gumdrop and ended up here with you. I don't know why, and I don't know what to do about it. I don't want to be a gumdrop, said Badmudia. She told Kellebeck all about her goop friends, Snackadoo, Goblick, and Pyjam, and rainy game days and snickerdoodles. When she was finished, Kellebeck fluttered right in front of Badmudia's face and stared her in the eyes. Listen to me. This isn't good news. This gumdrop. You are a jelly-like substance, and that means your next transformation will be to harden, just like these terraces, and turn into a sedimentary... Rock! Psst! Did you know we're going to launch our first Gooptales book very soon? Visit gooptales.com forward slash book to find out more. It contains the first three Goop Tales ever written in full color, drawn by an amazing illustrator that we've handpicked. We're in the final editing process, and the drawings are gorgeous and bring the Goops and Goop world to life. So if you want to be notified when it comes out and take advantage of an exclusive discount, just pause this episode and go to gooptales.com forward slash and get your name on the list. It only takes a minute. Gooptales.com forward slash book. Chapter three. Badmudia stared right back at Kellebeck with eyes that were growing increasingly larger and a mood ring that was turning black as Badmudia felt her body fill with stress. Um... What is sediment? 
sedimentary, said Badmudia as she stuttered. Sedimentary rock? They're rocks that are formed by deposits of minerals, just like these terraces all around you, said Kellebeck. Badmudia glanced around at the beautiful terraces and her face scrunched up as she imagined herself turning into sedimentary rock and being stuck on the terraces forever. Oh, I just don't understand. I don't understand. I don't want to be made of gumdrop, and I don't want to turn into sedimentary rock, said Badmudia as she stomped her foot. Kellebeck flew to her shoulder, and this time she made sure to land on her dress instead of her bare arm. Okay, I want to explain a few things to you. Can you listen without stomping your feet? I don't want to get knocked off, said Kellebeck. At this, Badmudia calmed down a little and smiled. Yes, yes, I can. Please tell me, she said. Kellebeck went on to explain how Badabi's cert came to be. She told Badmudia that Badabi's cert was created by nature. For thousands of years, two different mineral hot springs sent bubbling water down the mountain. When the water cooled, it left behind carbonate minerals in a jelly-like substance. Kellebeck pointed out that the jelly-like substance was very similar to Badmudia's gumdrop body. She then went on to explain that the jelly-like substance eventually hardened to create the terraces they were now standing on. Nature is really quite spectacular, said Kellebeck as she fluttered her brilliant yellow and cobalt wings. It is, it is, but I am not meant to be part of it. Not here anyway, said Badmudia, with a high level of stress in her voice. I don't want to harden into a mineral rock, she pleaded. I know, I know. I just wanted you to understand what was happening, said Kellebeck. Badmudia abruptly hopped from the terrace she was on to the one below her. She wanted to assure herself that she hadn't turned into mineral rock and that she could still move. When she landed, though, she felt very stiff in her legs, as if they were starting to harden. What do I do? asked Badmudia. Maybe I can just run down all the terraces and up into that mountain and I'll turn back into myself, she said hopefully. No, that won't work. You can't outrun Mother Nature. But I have an idea, said Kellebeck. What is it? asked Badmudia. Kellebeck fluttered off Badmudia's dress and hovered in front of her face a moment. There's a basin that's above us, filled with green water. It stands all alone, and it is the only one that's green. 
It's known as the basin of love for its calming good feeling. It's not easy to get to because it's on a terrace far above us and it's surrounded by other basins of various colors, mostly orange, but there are... Kellebeck's voice trailed off for a moment. Then she began again. The basins above us are all colored by the heavier minerals that stay at the top of the terraces. As you descend the terraces to where we are now, the water gets clearer because there aren't as many minerals. So I just need to get up to the green basin, asked Badmudia. And then what? Then there are healing powers in the green basin. If you could touch that water, it has the power to turn you back into you as you're meant to be, and you wouldn't be made of gumdrop anymore, said Kellebeck. It's the only thing I can think of that could help. But it could be dangerous. Dangerous? Why dangerous? asked Badmudia, who was suddenly very alert. Well, there are three darker basins up there as well. Basins that are harmful. And if you were to touch one of them, even accidentally, well, it wouldn't be good, said Kellebeck. What aren't you telling me? asked Badmudia, who was starting to feel very stressed. If you were to touch the water in one of the darker basins, you would immediately turn to mineral stone, blurted out Kellebeck. She had been holding in that information, and she couldn't stand it anymore. Badmudia reached down and turned her mood ring. I just won't touch one of those dark basins, she said defiantly. Kellebeck waited for a moment and then said, The problem is, it can be impossible to tell if the basins are really dark or not because... They change color with the light. They camouflage themselves. Chapter 4 As she listened, Badmudia stared down at her mood ring to see what color it was. It turned darker as her stress levels went up. As she glanced at Kellebeck, the setting sun hit her in the eye and temporarily blinded her. That sun is so strong, blurted out Badmudia. It is, agreed Kellebeck. I'm going to fly up the terraces and take a look around and make sure I know where everything is. The green pool and the dark pools. Then I will come back and guide you. Just wait here. Badmudia nodded in agreement. Kellebeck fluttered her wings and started up towards the top of the terraces. It wasn't long before she spotted the first dark basin. She hovered over it for a bit as the sun continued to set 
because she wanted to make sure that it didn't change colors. It remained dark the entire time, and Kellebeck remembered the location. She then continued up toward the top of the terraces, where the large green basins stood alone. The setting sun danced across the terraces, playing tricks on Kellebeck. The basins of water changed from shades of yellow to orange and then purple. Kellebeck finally spotted another dark-colored basin that didn't change colors in the sunlight. No matter which angle she watched, the water was always dark. She noted the basin's location. She had one more dark basin to find, and the sun was setting. Many of the basins looked dark now, with no sunlight to sparkle on them. She decided to go back to Badmudia and tell her that they would have to wait until sunlight to journey up the terraces because she couldn't tell the true color of the water in each basin without the sun. As Kellebeck flitted back down towards Badmudia, she heard a strange whining sound. It wasn't quite crying, and it wasn't screaming, but it didn't sound good. So Kellebeck beat her wings faster until she was fluttering right over Badmudia, who was making the whining sound. What is happening? asked Kellebeck. Where have you been? I was so worried. Look at, look, look at my hand, said Badmudia as she held up her hand with the mood ring. Her gumdrop hand had turned to stone, just like the mineral terraces they were standing on. Time was running out. Kellebeck quickly explained what had happened on her scouting expedition. And before she could finish, a very panicked Badmudia blurted out, We have to go! We have to go now and take our chances. I will be completely turned to stone by morning. Kellebeck knew that she was right, so she agreed to lead Badmudia up the terraces, and off they went. Badmudia did her best to climb on the rocky area where there were no basins, but sometimes the basins couldn't be avoided. As they approached the first dark pool, Kellebeck carefully guided Badmudia around it as she hovered above. There will be another one right up there to your right, and you must avoid that one too, said Kellebeck. Badmudia glanced at her mood ring on her stone finger. In the twilight, she could see that it was black, the color of stress. Immediately, she began to go through the colors of the mood ring in her head, trying to think of the brightest color. Yellow! It's yellow! She belted out. What's yellow? Asked Kellebeck. The brightest color on the mood ring, and it turns yellow when I'm excited and nervous. If I could get it to turn yellow, we could use it to light our way, said Badmudia. That is a brilliant idea. Please change the color as quickly as possible. There are more dark basins ahead of us. 
responded Kellebeck. It can only change with my mood. And right now my mood is fearful and stressed, so it's black. I need to get excited and creative, but I don't know how, said Badmudia. Oh, I can help you with that. Just change what you're thinking about. Stand very still right now. You're safe. You aren't moving. Now, I want you to close your eyes and just listen. Imagine you're back at home with your very good friend, Snackadoo. It's Snackadoo's birthday, and you have set up a whole party at your house with decorations and cake and ice cream and spaghetti for dinner. You've made all of his favorite snacks, including the snickerdoodle cookies that you told me about. Snackadoo is at your house, and he's brought along a few of your other favorite goop friends, all just having the best time laughing and dancing and eating your cookies. All of the guests are going to stay the night at your house for a slumber party, and your parents said you could stay up all night and play your favorite board games. Before Kellebeck could continue, Badmudia burst out saying, Oh my, that is so exciting, I can feel it. Kellebeck glanced at her mood ring to see that it was glowing yellow. Open your eyes and let's go. Stay excited, she sang out. Badmudia opened her eyes and caught sight of her brightly lit mood ring. It lit up the terrace in front of her. Wow, I have never seen it so bright. I am excited, she yelled. Then the two of them hurried up the terraces, guided by the light of the mood ring, until they saw the third and final dark basin by the ring's yellow light. At this, Badmudia got even more excited. I see you, she laughed as she went around the basin, making sure not to touch it. When they finally got to the green pool at the top, it was glowing in the moonlight. Badmudia looked at Kellebeck, who said, Go ahead. And then she dipped her stone hand into the green pool and it immediately turned back into Gumdrop like the rest of her. Jump in, said Kellebeck. Without hesitation, Badmudia jumped into the green pool and melted into it, leaving behind only remnants of red Gumdrop floating on the water. Badmudia felt liquid as she disappeared and as quickly as she melted, she came right back together again on her bedroom floor. She stood up and looked at herself in the mirror. She looked like she always had. Beaming, Badmudia looked down at her mood ring, which had now turned deep purple, and then 
she set off to find Snackadoo to tell him all about Badabi Sert. But he was nowhere to be found. He was stuck in a pineapple, but that is a tale for another time. All right. Did you love this episode of Goop Tales? And are you wondering what the Badabe cert looks like? Just go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 104. And you're going to be able to see the cover drawing for this story. And you're also going to see the real life photos that go with this. So you're going to be able to see the basins that form the terraces from the mineral rock from thousands of years ago. And it's otherworldly. It's so beautiful. So make sure you go and take a look at those photos at gooptales.com forward slash episode 104. Now, I love seeing your drawings and I've had some of you send them to me on Instagram and on Facebook. And so if you want to do a picture of Badmudia or any other goop that inspires you, just draw it and then ask one of your grown-ups to tag us at Gooptales on Facebook, Instagram, and now on TikTok. So whichever one of those you like, tag us. Put it up there because I look at them all and I'll write you back. Speaking of writing back, I love listening to your voice messages. I've gotten so many voice messages lately and I really appreciate all of them. I listen to all of them. I answered them back. So I just want to thank, take a moment and thank so many of you who have left me these voice messages in the past couple weeks. I want to give a shout out to Malin, Zara, Nina, Charlotte, Soraya, Joe, Viola, Matilda, Kaya, Jace, Amelia, Mia, Stuart, Micah, Annabelle, and Simon. Thank you for writing in and for leaving a review or voice message. And I really love reading your reviews on iTunes. Now, speaking of reviews, last time I asked for you all to write in and say, what you liked or didn't like about the three-part episode. And if you liked humans intermixing with goop worlds or goops intermixing with human worlds. I got back a couple responses to that. Not a lot of you told me what you really liked or didn't like. There was one review on iTunes where you decided you really did not like the the idea of a three-episode story. Maybe it's because you didn't like that you had to wait for three different episodes to to have the story wrap up. You didn't say specifically. So if you, I need more specifics on that because then I had somebody else write me in and tell me how much they loved that story. And it was one of their favorite stories to have the three-part episode. And then I had somebody else write me in and say that they wanted to see Tommy go to Goop World. And I love that idea. So I might do another multi-part story because I really enjoyed writing that. And I love the idea of making a human go into Goop World, but I wanted to get a little more feedback from you. So if you're in a mood to leave me a message, 
now's a good time because I'm getting ready to write another story. I listened to all your messages, so why not? Speaking of messages, I want to end this episode with one message from Nina, which I really loved. And I just want to thank you, Nina, for giving me the feedback that you did and for joining the Goop Tales book waitlist. Here it is. And I will see you in the next Goop Tale. Hi, my name is Nina Bissell. Um, So I just wanted to say, I just knew that you wanted feedback on the three part series. Um, I actually think that it was really good. I the when I heard the podcast that you just um the 103 I think um I um went straight. I told my mom about the book and I and I went straight to putting my name on that list because I really wanted to get the Good Tales book um because I know that my um. My imagination is my imagination wasn't very good before I heard Goop Tales. Thank you for making Goop Tales to increase our imagination. Thank you. Bye.